0: Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Like I said, um, this time last year, this time last year, it was a big shift in what our church was all about. We were launching our church. We actually put a a video out that we were launching this church two, three weeks, last year, two, three, three weeks ago. But this time last year, that's when we really shut everything down. Everything was really started like, hey, we're shutting everything down. And we had to make a decision at our church. You know, we weren't planning on doing any online anything. We weren't planning on launching until, at that time, August. And um, in this time of us making these, deci- th- these decisions, uh, we-, we had to trust God. We had to trust God. This time last, think about this, a year, a year where it's all being shutting down, we had to make a decision. And in those times, in our church's kind of history, we had to really trust in in these in the seasons of uncertainty and all this changing our team here really had to trust the wisdom that God's given us in that season I truly believe that if we didn't make the decisions or make or really lean into what God was saying at that time we wouldn't be here right now because there was all within us that we said hey do we keep on going um do we quit or do we wait That was our decision making. We're like, what do we do? We never experienced something like this. We didn't know if this was going to last one week, two weeks. We know how long it lasts now. But we didn't know that what was going to happen. But in those times of uncertainty, in those times of not knowing what we were going to be doing, We had to trust a different kind of wisdom because my wisdom in my mind was like, hey, I'm quitting now. And, you know, nobody's here. You know, I I don't want to get embarrassed. I'd rather just quit. Anybody been there before? But we had to trust a different kind of wisdom, the wisdom that God was giving us at that time. And we believe that God at that time told us clear as day just this one term. If you do what you can, I'll do the rest. And we stood on that since the beginning of our church. Uh, if If you do your part, I will do the rest, God said. And look at where we're at a year later. We're in person, having church. I mean, God is good. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus today. But through that time, wisdom was so important for us. Grasping and going after wisdom was so important. Not only our, our, our earthly and, and natural wisdom, but through his word and him speaking to us in the directions we're going into our life, we had to go to him. We had to gleam what the word was saying to us. We had to stand on something and what we had to stand on truth because everything within us, wanted just to quit, but we had to stand on the wisdom that God had for us, which was coming from his word. Through his word, through a lot of prayer and a lot of faith, we are here. Do you know this? That wisdom is just something that you just don't get. Matter of fact, wisdom is not natural to us. Gaining wisdom is not natural to us. We just know what we know, and if we don't want to explore anything more, you're just going to know what you know. Wisdom is not natural to us. I was watching a documentary on Bill Gates, okay, on Bill Gates, and how this man, this man, he's weird, and he's a genius weird, you know. And Bill Gates, I mean, it says he reads about 14 to 20 books a weekend. I don't even read one book a a year, you know. Like This man, 14 to 20 books. But his thing, they asked him this question, what is your biggest fear? fear in your life and you know what he said that my brain stops working that i can't grasp knowledge grasp wisdom and in the natural if we don't go after wisdom we're not going to obtain wisdom not only in not only in studying and everything but in his word if we're not grasping what god is saying to us as we read and study his word where just it's just words But when we grasp it and start applying it into our lives, wisdom becomes action and things change in our life. We have to understand that wisdom is sometimes being super intentional in going after it in our life. Albert Einstein said like this, wisdom is not a product of schooling, but is a lifelong attempt of acquiring it acquiring wisdom and this month we've been talking about the book of proverbs and it's all about wisdom it's all about these these things that we can apply in our lives and today i want to talk about the value of wisdom in our life the value of wisdom in our life in our culture it always talks about we our culture is all about viral knowledge i just i just i just copyrighted that you know i just thought about it viral knowledge You go on a 30-second video or you go to a news thing, and and that's your facts right away. We We started, oh, yeah, that's 100%. That's happening. You know, but the reality is we don't seek wisdom ourselves and we get programmed into others facts and it becomes our knowledge. And, and we're not going to the real thing that the, the facts that God has for us. And we're only worried about viral knowledge. Let me get my hit on knowledge. Let me get my little feel of what I need to feel good. And what we do, we, we go after what we want and not what we need. We go after what we want, and not what we. we have to be careful that when we seek knowledge and understanding in our life, it's going to sustain us all the way through. It's going to sustain us all the way through, not just to have this false hit of stability in our life. See, this is what happens. We glean understanding. We glean wisdom on stuff that is not stable, and we're wondering why we're falling in our life. We're wondering why we're depressed. We're wondering why we're dealing with this because you're not on stable ground. But when we put our life in the wisdom and understanding of what God has for us, it is stable. The reasoning. See, in, in the book of Proverbs, they have kind of this, this word structure of, of if you do this, then this will happen. If you read in the, in the Bible, there's a lot of structures like that. If, you, if, you, if you're called by my name, if you do this, if you do this, then this. There's always a, a give and a take when it comes to the book of Proverbs and the reasoning why he the reader, do, the, the author does this. He wants the reader to go into progression in knowing that this righteous path that God has set before us is always a give and a take. It's always. A give. How about this to obtain purposeful wisdom in our life? There's always a sacrifice, but then there's always a reward. To grasp true wisdom that God has for us, there's a sacrifice, but there's also reward on the other side of that sacrifice. See, here in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, it talks about the value of wisdom and how we need to value it, how we need to go after wisdom in our life. Because if we're not going after true wisdom in our life, we're just going to go by what people tell us or what we feel is true wisdom the value of wisdom let's go to proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 and 8 get your bibles out it, it, I, I really challenge you when we when we're actually you know getting into his word, bring, get a notepad, you know, write something, what well, God's going to speak to you in this message, not because of me, I'm not anything special, I promise you that, you know, but God speaks through his word, write it down, go, you know, don't don't, don't accept what I say, go and check me, you know, right? it says that you, you, we need to do our own things, we need to get into his word, and this is a good time to write these things down that God is telling us, so let's go to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, and eight, it says, my son, if you receive my words, and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your hearts to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search it for a uh, search for it like hidden treasures, then I will understand. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and the and find knowledge in God, for the Lord gives wisdom for his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He, restore, he He stores up wisdom, a sound wisdom for the upright, and he shields those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. See, we see here this if, and, and, and if you do this, then, then the first concept is if you do this, uh, it, it's so important to understand wisdom can be obtained in our life if we put work at it. We have to first understand that we can get godly wisdom in our life to walk this walk that we have, this, unsec- this, this crazy life in this crazy world we live. We can have true godly wisdom, but it's for us to work for it. We, it says here that when you do seek, you can obtain this wisdom. It says in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 25, But when you gain wisdom, this is what comes out of your life. It calls the fruit of the spirit. It calls love, joy, peace, um, kindness, um, um, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. When you obtain wisdom, fruit comes out of your life. You want to know people that are only going by their emotions? Check their fruit. To check their fruit, because we have to understand that once we are we are actually getting God's understanding and knowledge on life, there's going to be a reward of fruit, of patience, of love, of kindness is what we're called to be in this world. It's what's called. What, it's what we're called to have and to to live out in this world. See, there's distinct words in this, in this chapter that really stand out, that I really want us to, to take and grasp as the wisdom that God is speaking us today so it can help us in the future and in the purpose that God has for us. There's some words that really stand out to me that I really wanted to just, you know, present to you today. Number one, the word receive, receive. It says, my son, if you receive my words. You can't obtain something you don't receive. You can't grasp something that you don't receive. Because here's the reality. When it comes to the word of God, what promises he has for us in his word, it's yours. What he says you are, you are. And we need to obtain that in our life. We can't receive his promises without also receiving his correction as well. See, that's the problem. We want everything that God has for us, but when he corrects us, we're like, whoa, hey, this is not of God. Maybe it is of God. Maybe he's, he's, he's pruning some things in your life. See, you cannot obtain promises without obtaining correction as well. It, it goes hand in hand. Both of them are a blessing. Both of them are ble- Have you ever thought about like, hey, I'm blessed because I'm corrected. I hate getting corrected. Ask my wife. Don't say amen. It's always my way and I'm working on it. I'm telling on myself here. But the reality is, if I don't receive correction, I can't change. If I don't see if I don't receive God's correction, there's sometimes times when I read the Bible, I don't read it and like, oh, this sounds great to me. No, I'm like, dang. Let me soak on that for a minute. Because the Bible not only gives us promises, it needs to check us at times. We cannot obtain wisdom. Uh, we cannot receive wisdom if we don't obtain the, the wisdom. When it comes to wisdom, we, have, we not only have to hear it, we have to apply it in our life. That's how receiving works. That's how receiving works. Come here, Rob. Come here fast. Yeah, just jump up here. That's all right. All right, stand right there. I got a $5 bill, okay? I want, you to, I want you to take this without actually taking it with your hands, okay? Hey, I'm going to give this $5 bill. Take it. Oh, oh. okay, you can't, right? Just by me saying taking it doesn't mean you can take it, right? You actually have to what? Reach out and grab it, right? This is what we do at times with God's word. It's like we only hear it, but we don't apply it. We don't grab it. God saying, hey, Here's your promise, but all we do is hear it and we don't want to take it. But when you take it, guess what? Buy yourself a burger or something like that. It's yours. Go take it. We take it and then there's a blessing attached to it. It's not just, it's not just for us to hear it, it's for us to hear it, for us to check us, and for us to apply it in our life. That's what wisdom does. I can tell you all day I have $100, but if you don't take the $100, it ain't yours. We have to understand that wisdom that God has for us. We need to take it for us in our lives, not only for us to hear it, but we need to receive it and apply it in our life. Second Corinthians chapter one and 20 says for all the promises of God that we find are yes in him. That is why it, it is through him that we utter Amen, God for his glory because of his yes in our life. We can say yes to his words for us. Because he said yes on that cross, we have salvation and we can say yes to eternity with him. See, it's because of his yes, we have the confidence to move forward and receive what God has for us. Not just because this is a word of a historical thing. No, every word in that word is for me. It's for me, for my blessing, it's for me, for my correction. We have to see that in our lives. The first thing we need to do when it comes to gaining wisdom is receive it and apply it first. Number two, there's this word in there that says treasure, treasure. It says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. One thing I know is whatever we treasure, we put our attention to. Whatever we treasure, we put our attention to. If you like money, everything's going to go, all your attention's going to go there. If you will like your family, it's, it's all your, tre- whatever we treasure is where we put our attention to. Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says this. For where my treasure is, there my heart will be also. See, you have to protect what you treasure. This is good stuff. You have to protect what you treasure. I treasure my wife. I treasure my kids. I treasure my finances. I treasure my friendship. I treasure my family. And all these things are hold true to and passionate to my heart. So then I treasure it. Then I treasure. The Bible clearly talks about treasuring wisdom in our life. Why? Why does the Bible talk about treasuring wisdom? Because wisdom leads to righteousness in God. Especially godly wisdom. Whatever I gain through his word and, his, and in prayer and understanding, it leaves me righteous in his eyes. It leads me in path there where I, I couldn't do it alone. It leads me righteous in my life. When we gain wisdom in God, he gives us the knowledge and gives us direction in our life. You can't have a healthy relationship with God without knowing what he says in your life. How do you do that? I can't know anything that's going on if we don't have communication. You cannot have a healthy relationship in God without constant communication with him. When it comes to prayer, when it comes to studying, when it comes to his word, we need to treasure those things in our life. See, here's, anybody know this is a like a lock safe, right? What is, what is this for? What, what is this? mechanism for is to store what valuables I hope this is open it's not it's locked I don't have the key Anthony um, no it's open it's not open there it is the reality of this safe box is to store in there what you treasure the most for what so nobody what? Steals it, right? That's the whole concept. Some people put valuable, important paperwork. They put, you know, guns in there. They put different things that they want to value, that they want to keep safe. So if anybody comes into my house, I at least know it's all safe, my valuables. We must store in his, in his word and his promises in our heart So when the, so the enemy doesn't steal our joy. Doesn't steal our peace, doesn't steal our mind, our emotion, our thought. We're going crazy with emotional things because we're not storing the right things in our life. So when the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy your life, you're letting him have it all because you're not storing and protecting what really treasures in your life. We have to store these things and have it treasured. The enemy's gonna kind of try to steal your joy. The enemy's gonna come and try to steal your peace, your mind, your emotions, your thought. And, but when I store his wisdom on the inside, I know that I have the tools when the enemy tries to come rob, that I can come against him because I know what he's telling me in his word. When we store his words in our life, in his, his word in our life, it's not for us just to have this knowledge. It's for us when the enemy comes, when the storms of life comes, and you don't know what else to do. Guess what? You have the weapon. It's his word. Because you stored it in you. And when the battle comes, you can fight the good fight of faith because you have stored his promises in your life. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. There's a promise for you. Guess what? The devil has to flee. But it says this, but you need to submit yourself to the Lord. I hate the devil. He got to go. But guess what? So where, where's your submit, submission? Is this if and then. We have to put our work in it, but we have to store what we treasure the most. And that's his word in our life. Number three, there's this word in there called incline. Incline. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart. To understanding. To incline to wisdom means you are in constant, consistent strive forward to find wisdom. When it talks about inclining, you're you're leaning forward, you're you're, you're going forward towards wisdom in your life. Without wisdom, you only go by your feeling, but inclining to wisdom and understanding, there's an intentional push to grasp it in your life. The other day, we, we went, um, my kids wanted a movie room, okay, which is my office right now, all right? So we just got a little projector and put it on top of the, the, um, the shelves, and hey, we got a movie room, but like my office is in the corner and everything like that. But we, we went in there, and then we have a little recliner in, my, in, my, in our room, and I, I decided, hey, I'm watching a movie. I'm going to put the recliner in. In the movie room. So Jess, my wife, she she wanted this movie night with the kids, you know, was, Pinterest mom, let's do it. Let's get all the all the snacks, let's go with it. All right, you know, so we made this whole movie night, right? And but I have my recliner. So once I reclined my seat, you know what I'm talking about. All the dads, you know what I'm talking about. Once I reclined my seat, I didn't watch no movie. It ain't happening. You know that one part of the couch where you sit and you're gone in 30 seconds? You can have that movie night, but once you recline, you fall asleep. But when I set up, I didn't fall asleep. Why? Because when you're reclining in life, you fall back. But when you're inclining in life, You move forward. You think different. So the question I ask for you is what are you pushing forward in your life? And if really honest with ourselves, the thing that is the the thing that is leading us to either recline or decline in your life is it pushing you closer to God. You know when that job, that relationship, that investment, that friendship, you you know, you know, you know if it's really inclining you towards God. Or declining you towards your comfort. Because I love that recliner, because it comforts me. But sometimes, when you're inclined, it's uncomfortable, but it's beneficial for your life. Because you can see things a little differently. You open your eyes a little different. You can see the world a little. You can see decisions a little differently. But when you're reclined in life and you're comfortable in life, all you see is the back of your eyelids because you're sleeping. Sometimes you're sleeping to the dreams and the purpose that God has for you. is right in front of you. But you'd rather stay in comfort than really inclining and going after what God has for us. But wisdom, wisdom guides us to lead forward in our lives. You know why wisdom is so important? Why we need to go inclining ourselves to wisdom? Because wisdom is attached to our hope in our life. Wisdom is attached to our hope in our life. Wisdom leads us to the truth which entails gives us hope and it gives us hope and because if we're reclining in life we're always hopeless it's always somebody else's fault it's always everybody's against me maybe it's your reclining in life but when you're inclining to his word when you're inclining to what he's saying in your life, it's a constant pushing forward. You're right at the edge, but you are I have to push forward and know more of him. I need more of him. I, I desire more of him. I treasure his words. I need more of God because I know when I strive forward to know more, more things come to my life. Not in monetary, but blessings internally. It, it, it's, it's so important to grasp wisdom in our life. The last one, number four. It says seek, the word seek. It says as, uh, yes, if you call um, out for insight and raise your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search it for it like hidden treasures. See, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven and eight, it's an it's a, it's important verse that we, talk, we talked about in church all the time. It says, ask, seek, and knock and he will be given to you seek and you will find knock to the door will be open to you for everybody who receives and the one who seeks will find and to the one who knocks the door will be open to you we heard that verse in so, in so much in our but the the concept is this seeking if you go back to the main verse in verse four it says if you seek it like and talk about wisdom if you seek wisdom like you seek silver or search for hidden treasures. First, initially, when you read this verse, you think this verse is talking about you need to seek wisdom as you seek riches in life, right? That's how you will read it, right? That's how you but if you really go into what it's really saying, like the the backstory and, and go deeper into this verse, reality is not really talking about riches, it's talking about the process of getting to the riches. Let me explain this to you. It's talked about this concept of silver, and silver is attached to wealth. But this verse, the Solomon was not talking about that you want so much wealth, and that's how much wisdom you have to have. No, matter of fact, he says, you need to, you need to want wisdom as much as it is hard to make silver. There's a process before the wealth. There, there, there's a pain before there's a there's a night before the morning see it's 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 really talking about the the process of how a miner goes and receives the the materials for silver and how silver is processed and then you get the wealth. so what are you telling me that why why did the, the 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 bible's talking like that because We all want the riches of the things without putting the work in it for ourselves. We want the things. The silver is the richest stuff. I want that stuff, but I don't want to do the work to get it. I just want to go to the store, pick up my silver, and I'm done. See, silver, it's riches. This is my class ring. I don't know why I got a class ring. My mom wanted me to get one, but it's here. But silver, this is what we want. We want to go and just get it. But nobody understands what it took for this to get this way. We just want it right away. We just want the, the, the materials. We want the knowledge, but we don't want to put the work into it. We want the success without the grind. God, does, God wants us to, you say this, God, I want the blessing, but I don't want to be faithful. God, I want the miracle, but I really don't want to pray and fast. God, I want the provision, but I don't want to be a blessing to others. It's the process to the riches. Wisdom needs to be rich in our life. We need to grasp that wisdom is the treasure for our soul, but the hard work to obtain it is not natural for us. That's why we need to go after wisdom. Mining silver, it leads to the riches. Without putting the work, the silver, listen this. Without the miner putting the work to, a, to make it like this, the silver is worthless. It's worthless. It takes time. It takes preparation. It, 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 that preparation and the time gives the value to the thing. I am preaching today. We want the outcome, but in reality, the process is more important. We, we want the blessing, but the pain is where you grow. We, we, want, we want it so bad. We want the goals, we want the, but, but the, the times of schooling and, and, and doing your research matters the most because at the end of the day, Whatever the pain is attached to the seeking in your life, sometimes you need to go through the pain to pursue the wisdom in our life because wisdom challenges us to grow. Wisdom might challenge you to thin out your friend group. Wisdom might challenge us to be a better parent. Wisdom might challenge us to be better to our coworkers. Wisdom challenges us to love one another. But the question I ask you today, can you still seek through your pain? Can you still seek wisdom through your pain? Because sometimes I don't want to know what this Bible says for me or not because I'm dealing with something. But can I still seek understanding in his word even though when I don't think I need it? That's when true growth happens in your life. It it will work. We have to lead because what does the pain gives us a consistent stability to stand and stand and stand again on his word. Wisdom is so important in our life if we're seeking it the right way and we value it in our life. So in this if and then concept in this in this scripture, now that we know the if, we need we need to receive, we need to go, uh, we need to incline, we need to do all these things. Now what happens if we do all those things in our life? What is the what is the then now? What is something that we can actually obtain in our life? It's here in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5 and 8 says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives us wisdom, for his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, and he shields those that walk in integrity, guarding the path of the righteous and and watching over the, uh, the ways of the saints. So what is the promise attached to the if, the if, the things I need to do? Number one is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. We don't talk about this in church all a lot, but it's so important. The fear of the Lord is the, the, the reverence and the authority I have for him. The reverence and authority I have in, in Job chapter 28, it says, And he said to the man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And turn away from the evils is understanding. It gives me unhealthy fear not to fear God because he's going to strike me down for what I do wrong. No, fearing God is I don't want to, disple- I don't want to displease him because of the, of the grace that he has for me and the goodness for my life. There's a difference. Sometimes we look at God as this man down, you know, you messed up. <laughs> then it crushes us down. You Look at God as Zeus. You got ready for ready for that lightning bolt. Zing. But I don't serve God because I'm scared of him. I serve God because he could crush me out, but he still loves me. And it's the goodness and the mercy and the grace. So my fear of him is not a scary fear. My fear of is a reverence fear. I say, I don't want to displease you because I know you are good. I know you died on that cross for me. I know all the things that you have in store for me. So I stand in all of who you are, of your authority in my life. That's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Wisdom gives us unhealthy fear of God. Number two. In that verse, it says what we can obtain is integrity, integrity in our life. Integrity is not what people see is who I really am when nobody is seeing. It's when the lights are off who I really am. By seeking wisdom, it makes me make the right choices, not because I don't want to get caught. It's because I know it's not good for my life is when we gain gain understanding, not only does he help us on the outside, he crushes us on the inside to us to make the decisions to better our life. If I am ashamed not to let anybody know, maybe I shouldn't pursue it in my life. If if I'm scared to tell everybody, maybe it's not something you need to pursue in your life. But when we gain wisdom and and life challenges come, we grow eternally and we can stand firm in who He is. It says that He he shields us for those who walk in integrity. A shield blocks things away. So it says when we are building integrity in our life, in our life, He shields us from what the enemy is trying to throw in our life. That's so powerful. That's so powerful and a a promise that and, and to let us know that, man, I need to grow when others don't see. Is a shield and we need to deny our flesh to build our integrity on the inside. And number three, and as I close. Is the word justice. This one's good. If we do these things. He justifies us. Aren't you glad that the cross justified us from the power of death in our life, that we can live eternity with him? But wisdom, this is what wisdom does. It reminds me that I am saved and God loves me. The enemy wants to whisper in your your ear, oh, God doesn't love you. Oh, you're not worth it. Oh, you're not worthy. You're not saved. But what wisdom does, when I continually grasp wisdom, it gives me confidence to stand up and say, hey, I am saved. Hey, I, God does love me. I might be dealing with it, but God still died on that cross Through the sacrifice he did on that cross, I don't have to look at my past. Salvation is obtained. I am justified. I can walk in confidence in knowing that I am justified and saved in him that he's not far that i am not alone that i'm not a mistake that i am a child of god when he looks at me he sees love we need to know that we are justified through the blood of jesus christ and stand in agreement in the declarations that he has over our life wisdom reminds me who i am in him and it is actually a reminder you get those notifications in your phone It's like, ding, you owe a bill. (laughs) Ding, somebody liked you on Instagram. Wisdom is a notification for our life. Ding, you're still loved. Ding, he still saved you. Ding, you are still fearfully and wonderfully made. What wisdom does when we grasp wisdom in our life and understanding, it reminds us constantly of who he is. Who I am in him. Sometimes we need that reminder. Because life is. Life is hard. Ding. You're more than a conqueror. Ding. You, 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 you can do. You're an overcomer through Christ Jesus. The notification. That's what wisdom does for our life. Wisdom is so valuable for the walk that we have in Christ. And as we walk in this process, we need to gain godly wisdom in our life. We need to receive his wisdom. We need to treasure it. We need to incline, keep on going forward to it. We need to seek it, not only to seek to possess it, to go through the process of it. And then we can obtain the fear of the Lord. We can build our integrity. We can be reminded on a constant basis, I am justified through him. We're gaining wisdom and understanding somewhere. Make sure you're gaining it in a constant pursuit of your purpose in your life. The question I ask for you today, do you value wisdom? Do you value wisdom? Do you you go after it or do you just wait for life to just fall in your in place? No, but when we go after his word and his promises, it reminds us, but it also gives us the fuel to go forward in our life. The storms of life may rise. Your life might seem chaotic, but I'm here to tell you that in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the chaos, he's still there. He's still there. You are not left alone. You are not on an island all alone. Guess what? He is closer than you think. He he is there. You just got to go after him. Go after him. He's not far away. He's just there. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to AxiosChurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.